When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Is everything plugged in and ready? Yes. Welcome back to Fight School. Hey, Joe. Hi, Joshua. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I'm hot as F, though. I know. I've got the AC going, so sorry if you hear that in the background. Yeah, it's we, just the, we don't kind of care because it is. I'm melting. Yeah, it's a little warm. It's a little warm. It's a little warm. I feel like that like blob of flesh and blade with Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah, when they burst I, in and yeah, like, he's shine like, the lights on ah, it. That's yeah. what I feel like. Wow. Well, you sounded really good earlier. Sound checking. Um, Fright School behind the scenes, BTS. Yeah. We don't, uh, you know, we have the microphones and, you know, I'm a musician, as we've said. I've got a band. I get on stage and, you know, they're like a testing, testing. One, two, three. One, two, three. You know, you do that kind of normal things. But what we do is we just sing. And today we had a little Celine Dion medley. A little Celine Dion. Because we're queers. Yes, we're queers. Um, that was very, it was very entertaining, Joe. We also, um, I was telling Joshua that, you know, when, when we're, when I drive, if I start to feel sleepy, I need to sing so that way I can stay awake. And, Mm -hmm. um, on the way back from Midsummer Scream, which we're going to talk about today, I was like, can we listen to a musical? Cause I really need to sing. And we had our sing along to Evita. That's right. Because we're queer. We sang the shit out of the Avita soundtrack. It was very, know? it was, it was very us. We had a whole two weeks, two days, two weeks, two days of horror. Right. And then on the way back, it was all like, you know, Evita, Evita, Evita. <laughs> and Peron, lawsuit. Peron. <laughs> Don't worry. Yes, it was highly entertaining, folks. That's that's what happens here when we're before we start the horror. Yes. Anyways, as yes, Joe, you're right. We did go to Midsummer Scream 2018 in beautiful Long Beach, California. Long Beach, home yes. of the Queen Mary. Yes, we did last and weekend, July 28th and 29th. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Midsummer Scream celebrating uh, 200 years of Frankenstein, which I thought was very cool. Um, I, I didn't realize it had uh, been 200 years already. It I seems know. like it was just yesterday when little Mary Shelley published her little book. I know. She looks good, Frankenstein. She looks great. She looks so good. She looks beautiful. She hasn't had any work done. She's holding it together. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it was a blast. I mean, come on, we had such a good time, right? Yes, all I, the driving. <laughs> we spent like ten hours in the car. I know, it was we so drove. fun. <laughs> um, we spent ten, we we got to know each other very well. Yeah, if we didn't already know each other. Um, my favorite part of everything outside of the convention was when. <laughs> Was when the first day we had we accidentally got parked in 
a parking lot that was reserved for this, oh. like, a congregation of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who, who was on the planning committee because when we got there, so in Long Beach, they had the Crawfish Festival. Crawfish. Crawfish Festival going on on one side of the street. And then the convention, it was... Uh, the congregation of the Jehovah's Witnesses, or whatever it was, the uh, some sort of maybe they were having a uh, like a summit, you know, yes, um, <laughs> the summit of the Jehovah's the, Witnesses. They were having a home going. Yes, they were planning uh, practicing new knocks for the doors. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, working on their uh, you know folding little pieces of paper in just yes. the right way to get in your door, so when you open it, it flies at your face. Uh, they they spend all weekend giant on that. inflatable watchtower exactly <laughs> yep 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 uh, we're terrible and <laughs> I'm wonderful um, no but so that's going on and then on the other side of this convention is Midsummer Scream like and don't like the Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate Halloween do they they don't celebrate so any it just holidays seems like such a sick joke that somebody's like yes let's book a huge Halloween convention and the Jehovah's Witnesses they don't like, even celebrate their own birthdays door to door or right next to you know each other. That's true. I've heard That's that. That's true. So, yeah, and it was just the fun because we, we like, these guys were, like, waving us in and they were in suits. And I was like, Joshua, what are is is this an overly formal crawfish festival or are we like going to church and just did are you taking me to church joshua joshua is that where we booked these tickets yeah i thought i would have a horrifying experience as well and we found like pretty rock star parking we get there and like i'm like oh okay well i there's no i didn't pay anyone coming in here and i didn't pay anyone (laughs) leaving here and then they as we were leaving i think they got hip to the fact that people were just parking there and they looked at us like "Mm." and i was like oh jehovah hallelujah (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jehovah. Yeah, no, it was funny seeing everybody wandering around. You're like, are we in a church parking lot? I'm like, it does look like it, but maybe they're like, maybe it's like a gospel crawfish festival. And everybody <laughs> was just dressed up. You know? Yes, they like, they, they put the crawfish down and it's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But instead it was the Jehovah's Witnesses. So whatever we did get, well, we thought it was good parking. And then we had to walk five freaking years to get to the place. But that was all right. It was okay. Yeah. I needed a little vitamin D. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm running very low on that, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I so. need D as well. Right. Yes. You <laughs> Big dose of D. Yes. Um, A dose of D. Anyways, so... Midsummer Scream. We're going to talk a little bit about the experience. Everybody, we met. We're, we're, it's just basically this episode is going to be plug, 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 plug a palooza. We want to talk about all the friends that we made, even uh, though they don't know that we're friends. That's right. We're best friends with so many people now. Uh, <laughs> so let's just start with the first thing, you know. I mean, uh, the first experience we had was meeting the legendary. Linda Blair from yeah. The Exorcist. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. So, I they didn't advertise it like at all. Okay, so obvi- the big so obviously one of the big names on this was Elvira. So yes, that's how I even found out Cassandra about it. Peterson. Cassandra Peterson. Yes. Uh, so she's obviously the number one like draw for this event, and then they at had, least it was for Joshua. Let's put it that right, way. right. But I mean, you saw her lines oh, all day. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, lines all day for her. Yeah, I mean, everybody was talking about Elvira. I mean, her. Her whole thing. They were doing a big 30th anniversary for the movie. It was packed out. I mean, it, there was tons of people there loving on Elvira. But Saturday morning before we left, they announced, they're like, oh, by the way, Linda Blair's going to be here Saturday signing. And I was like, what? Was, <laughs> was that voice uh, Cameron Michaels' share? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I was possessed I think, just now. I think it was. Talking about Linda Blair. So... <laughs> 
I had to find some of her to sign, and all I have is like a really battered copy of The Exorcist. So I threw it in my bag. But then when we got there, thankfully, we found a Funko Pop. Oh, uh, Reagan. Uh, from, and so she signed that. She was really sweet, if a little beleaguered, trying to set her poor booth up. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I was like, girl, can I help you? Because yeah. I really want to. And it's it's so fun because, you know, I've that's one of the joys of Fright School is that like, uh, I don't know Linda Blair from Adam. And now <laughs> and now I'm just like, I told Joshua, I was like, oh, she was putting out her picture. She had different pictures from the different films that she's been in and TV appearances and stuff. And and I was like, oh, my God, she has a picture of her from Repossessed. And that's literally, I saw Repossessed before I even saw The Exorcist, because I love Leslie Nielsen. Uh, uh, Leslie Nelson? Uh, Le- Le- Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Thank you. Sorry. Memory. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I want a picture with her, because I'm getting all these pictures with all these people. And some people I don't know, which we'll talk about in a minute. Your picture came out really nice with but her, yes, too, actually. But, yes, I did like, I, I loved her a lot. I look like a, I look like I could eat her. I look like <laughs> I could just break her in half and pick, just her, break pick my her, teeth. Just break her in half. Yes. But it was great. Yes. She was so tiny. So tiny. But, like, just, just, the, the, just a sweetheart. Just, you know. So that was a fun way to start off the weekend. Yeah, and it was so cool because, like I said, I don't think a lot of people knew she was going to come. So as people were coming into the, you know, like... That was like the first door most people went into, and she was like the very first booth. So as people are coming in, you know, they're looking, they're like, "Is that fucking Linda Blair? This is fucking Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Let's get in line, you know." So her line was huge, and it just stayed busy. All and day. we were second in line. We were. Well, we got there early because we had a VIP, of course. Um, you so, must. If yes. you don't have VIP, then who are you? Right? Who are you even? Did what are you, you even trying to do? Did you even go to the midsummer if you did not have a VIP? Uh. Uh. So L. <laughs> So we got to get in early, and then she was going to be there, supposedly signing at 11.30, but as we know, she didn't show up till like, 12.30, cutting it very close to the Elvira uh, stuff starting at 1. So I was, like, sweating bullets. I hate it when divas compete. I know, right? Uh, if you want to hear us talk more, of course, about The Exorcist, you could check out uh, episode... Uh, Week six, uh, prepossessing repossession, of course. So look at that. I'm going to plug our own podcast in the middle of it. Yes. Look at uh, you, RuPaul. You know, if you just want to hear, if you want to hear more about the exorcist, because we have to move uh-huh. on because we've got lots of people to get to. So anyways, it was great to see her. Uh, check out our um, at Freight School on Instagram. We're going to be posting lots of photos. And check out her f- charity. Check out yes. her, her dog charity. Oh, um, no, which we're going to. <laughs> so so the thing about, so the reason why she was there, she was promoting her, her uh, animal, res- animal rescue shelter. And I believe that one of the reasons why she was so beleaguered is because she right now in California and there's like fires going on. And when there's fires and people evacuating, they needs the animals need a place to go. Like people's pets need a place to go. So she was looking for volunteers to take people. So I have a feeling that's probably what she was doing for most of the week. And this kind of just talked about the the fires and just the fires and how it's just like, you know, it's all she made time to be there for sure. But like basically to promote. So every time she was signing something or took a picture, she made sure to like give her um, to give like the information about it. And it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that is important to her. So we want to make sure that we also mention it. Yeah, it's the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation, LBWF. And she just yeah, she's tireless. She loves and we will animals. link it in the description for sure. Of course we will. 
so yes, uh, it was it was very very cool to meet her and 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 all of that. I mean, she was just very sweet. So all right, so then after that, we obviously we went over to the Elvira uh, panel, which was just celebrating thirty uh, years of the movie Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Got to see lots of cool behind the scenes footage. Uh, I won't go on to uh, more about Elvira. We already know you can go and listen to that episode too somewhere. There's an Elvira episode. <laughs> I don't know what episode that is, or is it even a whole episode? Might just be. We talk about we talk it. about it. We watched it because you made me watch Inside, and then you made me watch Elvira. That's right. That's right. That's I why it's etched in to, my etched in my brain. That's right. Well, I didn't want you to be so messed up, and you know, Elvira is pretty mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, Cassandra Peterson is just the like. I I wish I could get to know her as a person, like really good because she's she's definitely on, and she is so sharp and just so clever. And, you know, she, I mean, to play a character like that for 30 years and to have the, to have the modicum of success that she's had a fraction of it, we could be so fortunate. So, you know, that is true. Yeah. It was, it was very interesting. Uh, the, the moderator of the, of the panel was a guy who saw Elvira in <laughs> when he was 17. And I just was like, wow, she looks like she could be his age. <laughs> And no, it was just, it's, yeah, yeah. She looks. I mean, you know, not to comment on a woman's beauty and reduce her to the sum of her looks, but she she looks great. Yeah, she's yeah. Her hair is healthier than my entire body. Horror keeps you young, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so obviously that was very fun. It was cool to see, you know, some and hear some stories and stuff I'd never heard before. So uh, I think that's all on YouTube as well. So you can look up the whole panel mm-hmm. and and see that. And we did get to take a picture with her. We did. We got a lovely picture with her after staying in line for like over an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't look too busted. <laughs> let's put it that way. And actually, um, we I, we met like uh, that in line chatting with people um that author yes we met uh well you know as as with as with any con uh you know you make line friends so this you, is true you always make a line <laughs> friend shout out to my friend Nitsan who is who is a, a avid conventioneer and someone who has made lifelong line friends uh you know the people who who are just as enthusiastic as uh, she is. So shout out to her. I love that. That's awesome. Um, So we met uh, a a man named S. Alessandro Martinez, and he is a up-and-coming horror author. He gave me a book of his horror poetry, which is wonderful and mixed with lots of cool illustrations and creepy stuff. Uh, So we were just, like, chatting in line about, you know, what we do, and I just just wanted to plug him a little because he was very... um, he was really fun to chat with, and we talked all about all kinds of different horror, and, you know, I, I, I hope that he publishes soon, because I'd like to read his work, because I really did like his little book of horror poems. Yes. It's very fun. We'll have to read something in Halloween. Yes. Oh, my gosh, we absolutely should. Hopefully, we can have him on the podcast, actually. So, this is an open invitation to you. I've tagged you. Maybe he'll hear it. <laughs> yes. We'd like to have you come on the show. Uh, anyway, so that that was very cool. That was fun, part of the... Uh, um, the little line experience. Little line experience. You know, because it was outside. It was so hot and gross. My hair was seven feet high. 
I know. I love I, like, I love Joshua like primping and was like, oh my God, I'm going to look busted. I'm like, no, you look fine. No, you look fine, I look girl. so sweaty and hot in that picture. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, am I on, what, dr- what drugs am I looking like I'm on? <laughs> He's like, do I look JBF? Do I look like I've just been? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I was like, I look like I'm on cocaine or something. Like all sweaty and hot. Um, anyways, so that, that was also good times. <laughs> So then after Elvira, what did we do? We left, right? We left. Yeah, because by then it was like 4 or 5 o'clock. We had to get back because I had to go see Kathy Griffin Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Not part of the uh, Midsummer Scream, obviously. No, but he had very good tickets. So I, I was did. I was not mad. I was like, go and be with yeah. Kathy. She it, did, what, a three-hour shift set? Yeah, she talked for three hours. It was awesome. Uh, very, 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 very awesome, funny show. Just talking about the whole Trump scandal and, you know, Some uh, real what can happen to... An individual U.S. citizen, like you know, she's just a comedian, and like the whole administration wants to take her down and ruin her whole life, or you know, I don't know, something that seems so stupid in a way, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, that's a whole other conversation. So then we got back up, nice, bright, and early Sunday morning. We mm-hmm. drove back up to Long Beach uh, to start the next round of Hurrah. Midsummer Scream. So I stood in line. For Elvira, because she was signing. I didn't get anything signed on Saturday, so Sunday I had to get stuff signed. But before that, we went into the Hall of Shadows. Oh, that's right. That was really fun. Um, I wish we would have done more of that. I really mm -hmm. regret not going and doing another round, because there was a few other cool things that I wanted to see in that. So we... We recorded some stuff in line, which we may or may not include in this episode. <laughs> if if you hear it, then great, you do. <laughs> but we, so the Hall of Shadows, and I will explain this because as someone who is a neophyte to horrorness, it's an, imagine if you will, an entire part of the convention center that was cloaked in darkness and dry ice and fog machines and lasers and all this stuff. And it's basically had a little, little haunts everywhere. Yeah. You know, little, yeah. little haunts. And it was like not scary, you know, mazes, not mm-hmm. scary farm, not, you know, and little yeah. mazes all condensed. Yeah, little mazes all condensed and it was very, so the first one that we did was the Donnie Darko experience. Right. <laughs> and a, a movie I've seen before, I would never, I wouldn't necessarily call it horror, but you know, it is something that can, is a little mind fucky, a little mind fuckery. Yeah, totally. And right when we get up to the line, the volunteer there was that the volunteer was like, oh, just so you know, everyone must go through this maze alone. <laughs> And I looked at Joshua and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And we're in line and we're in line. And I'm like, I'm going to go first. <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm trying to, I think I did a good job of it at the time. I was downplaying how much I did not want to go in there alone. And I didn't know how long it was going to be. Like it ended up being pretty short, pretty quick. Yeah. But I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to go here alone. I want to go here alone. And then I get down this dark hallway and I'm like, I see Frank. I see you. I see you, bunny. I know you're going to come for me. I know you're going to come for me, but you need to. She did. And she came for me. She came. I was like back rolls and she, she came for me. And then I turned the corner and then I like looked behind me because I swear to God, there was going to be something behind me. And then when I turned, the guy who played Donnie with the ax came out and I was like, Jesus. (laughs) And then I left (laughs) and that was it. And it was over. Yeah. It was very, very short. Um, I'm not sure 
I don't really consider Donnie Darko a horror film, so I'm not exactly... I mean, maybe some people do, you know. But it was more... It was like a fan tribute. The people that built it just really liked Donnie Darko. There was really neat videos going before you got in, and they had lots of, like, props and stuff from the movie, or looked, you know, from the movie. Uh, But the maze itself was kind of underwhelming to me, you know, because I was just like... What does this have to do with anything? You know, you're just kind of in a dark hall with Frank the Bunny, who I don't find scary mm-hmm. because I've seen the movie. I don't find him as a, a scary yeah. entity. But it was very cool to see, and I, I mean, it was it was neat to see such love for Donnie Darko, yeah. which I really really like. And we'll we'll have to do an episode maybe on it. I don't know. I go back and forth on whether I really think it's a horror mm-hmm. film, but it's a beautiful movie that I, I really mm-hmm. really like. So I was glad we went through that. And then we did another one right after, which was like a swamp yeah, thing. Yeah, swampy thing. Yeah. Swampy thing. And it was <laughs> a lot of like characters talking to us and telling us to go these different places. Yeah, I thought that was neat because th- they don't do that at like knots. You just kind of move through, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, a little bit with the uh, the Shadowlands. Shadowlands, yes. You're just like, yeah, it's my husband. And But this one was like, you want to come in? You want to come yeah. in? And, and it we was were guided through. We were guided through, and the actors were really great. They yeah. were completely in character. Um, I knew there was a giant spider there, and I f- did not look at it because I was going to have night. I was going to run out and crawl on my skin. <laughs> um, and then we did the the only the third one that we did. I think the last one for me and you was um, we went into. We didn't even know what it was. It was just basically like this looked like a dilapidated like trap house. Yeah. And, um, that one I thought was really, that one really scared me. It was beca- creepy. It was really creepy because all of a sudden, like the, the, I thought it was just a doll on the top, like a, like a, like a doll, but it ended up being an actual girl and she got down, got really close to me and started doing <laughs> in my face and in my ears. And then she like took her hand and like hit the wall at the right place where it like made this really loud, like clanking sound. And I was just, I was really disturbed. I was yeah. like, this is why I don't do this. And shit. she like followed us all the way out. She did. And yeah. I was like, Oh God, no, please yeah. don't follow me. I hate that. Yeah. The whole weekend was like that. It was like Halloween in July. I fucking loved it, you know, because it was just, there were characters everywhere scaring people. And, you know, I mean, it was just, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I wish it. I wish we would have done more of the Hollow Shadows next year. Definitely wanna. Uh, next year we're gonna have our own, right? Yeah, let's just throw. <laughs> we'll have our Hall of Shadows. Yeah, but it will be. But it won't be. But it will troll. I keep telling Joshua, I'm like, we should just troll. I should just troll people when I come to this. So like, I will be like Elsa from Frozen, but I'll try to scare people. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, boo. Yeah, I think that would be freaking hilarious. Let it go, you know, just and then we'll do we'll do our own Hall of Shadows like little haunt. But instead of a haunt, it'll be Memoirs of a Geisha. So, (laughs) you know, we'll walk in and someone be like, you are Geisha. And then we'll go there and we'll make someone. Somebody will kidnap you and sell you into child slavery. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they'll they'll make you give up your Mitsuage and it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Oh, man, Joe. Uh, back to the horror. Back to the horror. <laughs> Joe's really trying to get get us to do a memoirs of a geisha episode. I really am. I was like, Joshua, we should do it for. A, I mean, it's horrifying. <laughs> we should do it for April in the Fool's sense Day. of you know <laughs> of what of what it is. I request that on my birthday we do a memoirs of a geisha episode. All right, we'll keep that in mind. Talk about the horrors of uh, of, of women and yes, the horrors of imperial indentured Japan. servitude. Uh, so after we did that, we did uh, oh right, my favorite thing got to meet Bill uh, Mosley and Robert uh, Mukes from House of Thousand Corpses and other assorted Rob Zombie projects. I was so happy about that. 
you know, because I just had when House of Thousand Corpses came out, I think it was like 2004 or so. Like I was 18 or 19. And I just thought Robert Muse was so hot in that movie. You know, he was just so sexy. He's like gross and creepy and a, a serial killer part of this like serial killing family. Um, we know how to pick them. <laughs> right. We <laughs> want a sexy bad boy. So that was very cool to meet him. And he was very, very sweet. And uh, it was it was funny because I'd never seen Joshua like that. <laughs> that yeah. That like, oh, you know, and, kind of, and I was and I was at the opposite booth. I was talking to Tom Blunt, who we'll talk about in a little bit. I was talking to Tom Blunt about um, the fragrances that he uh, was helping uh, right. helping sell. And. I was like, what's going on over here? And he's like, hi, you never seen my movies? And he's like, well, let's get a picture. And I was, Joshua was like, ah! Yeah, it <laughs> yes! was so sweet. Because I saw him Saturday, and I was going to go up to him, and then I was like, no, I don't want to. So I didn't. And then he approached us. He's like, oh, you guys like horror movies? We're like, no, not at all. You know, that's, no, that's why we're not here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, I just felt like really, and it's like, I didn't want him to know like how much I wanted him to sign anything. So I felt like a little awkward, but, <laughs> but he's adorable and he's still adorable. And he's very, very sweet, very kind. Yes. And I'm looking forward to, he's uh, got a new project coming out very soon. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the fireman <laughs> wasn't called the fireman. Was what was it? it called? Fireman. No. Yes. I don't know what it was called. Well, we'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, so we saw him, and then at a booth right nearby, Bill Mosley was signing. Bill Mosley was in Repo the Genetic Opera, which you've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played one of the sons. Yeah, he played Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, he was, you know, Otis, Firefly, and House of Thousand Corpses, and The Devil's Rejects, and the upcoming Three from Hell, which I'm really excited about. I think uh, apparently Rob Zombie is showing the trailer during his live concerts, which I'm going to in just a few weeks. So I'm very, very, very excited about, about seeing that. Cause I really like the devil's rejects a lot. And I'm very curious how they're going to do uh, a follow up to that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was like the big signings that, that I went to. Mm-hmm. That was very fun. And you then d- what? Oh, you got to get your book signed, uh, your Elvira book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was fun. It's always good to meet Elvira. So I'm trying not to talk too much about Elvira, Joe, so I keep getting away from her. You're bringing it back. Uh, uh, Elvira's <laughs> a drag character. I have to talk about her. I know. Elvira's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so that was great. It was awesome to get my book signed. Uh, and I got a comic book signed as well, her mm-hmm. new comic book series that's out, which is very fun. I recommend going and finding it from Dynamite Comics. Uh, so then we went to the LGBTQ representation in horror panel. Yes. Which Mama. was a blast and so much good conversation. Uh, it was moderated by Tom Blunt, which you were talking about. You want to talk a little bit about him? Uh, Tom Blunt is, uh, you know, we'll mention these names a lot, but like, please check him out. He also did a really great interview with Michael Verratti on Dead for Filth. Right. Another panel member. Another panel member mm-hmm. um, who I also saw at Comic-Con and um, who also interviewed our friend Sam Weinman, who was also another panel member. Right. I know. It was just it was like names, names, names. So we had Sam Weinman, obviously, Tom Blunt, uh, Michael Verratti from, yeah, again, Dead to Phil's. Check out the podcast. It's hilarious. The Jackie Beat episode is wonderful, as is The Peaches Christ. And there's a million others that are good on there. Uh, Jacqueline Chesson. 
Chesson, yes. Yeah. Um, she also was at the Comic-Con panel that I went to, uh, which was called Queer Fear, mer- uh, moderated by Michael Ferrati. But she um, is also a filmmaker and a photographer. And right. she, um, she, <laughs> her film is uh, one about a uh, killer electric eel. That's right. And um, she's working on another one called Deprivation that's yes, coming out. Yes, that sounded really I good. got to chat with her wife because I said, were you at Comic-Con? And she said, yes, I was. And we connected. We had a really great moment. Um, and I love her as well. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that maybe one day we will watch one of her movies and maybe have her on the show. That would be oh, fantastic. It'd be brilliant. Are you kidding? That'd be the, yeah, I would love it. That'd be the tripping the light fantastic. All these people that we saw I would love to have on the show. Although yes. I mean, we've had Sam on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you, Sam. Kimberly is her name, by the way. Jacqueline's wife. Yes. Kimberly, love her. Uh, Julie Ray Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Awesome. Loved loved seeing her. She was on uh, American Horror Story Roanoke uh, as one of the like actors auditioning to play. You know how they had that whole twist with the like the show within mm-hmm. a show kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yes. Yeah, it was great. And she had a lot of, um, she had a lot of really great insight about um, representation and specifically, um, For, yes, specifically related to trans representation, not just in horror, but just in general yeah. and some of the things that she's heard or been told in the room for auditions or what have you. So her whole point about like not looking trans enough, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is just so insane. Like, the whole culture around like trans people is like passing, 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 passing. You know, you mm. have to, you have to look enough like realness. Passing. Exactly. Yeah. You have to look enough like a real woman. So we don't murder you in the streets. <laughs> you know, it's insane. But then if you look too much like a real woman and you don't tell people that you're trans, then you're like some kind of monster. You're so you're or you can't you're get withholding because yeah. you don't look trans enough. And I just thought the, her whole point was just so heartbreaking. Yeah. It revealed a paradox for me because it's just like, well, do you tell people that you're trans if you identify and you you if you, if you pass and not only do you pass but you identify as male, even though you have this like trans experience, do you tell people that? And then if you don't, do you feel like you're withholding something? Are you yeah. sitting on a secret? Are you just but it, it was fascinating that that part of the conversation because it's it's an experience that like I myself am not familiar with so I no, yeah. I struggle I struggle to I struggle just because as a person who is in this community I want to understand and at least or at least better um, be able to empathize and know what the issues are facing uh, our our trans brothers and sisters and non-binary folk. So absolutely. So I want, I'm, I'm always very, uh, very curious about hearing from the, hearing from people and hearing their experiences about that. So yeah, I appreciated Julie's comments about that. No, she, she was, she was fantastic. Such a great, great, uh, speaker on, on those issues. And I, you know, it's like the panel was packed. It was in one of the smaller rooms. They really could have expanded that. Mm-hmm. Next year, I really hope Midsummer Scream, if anybody listens to this that is organizing, you need both days need to have the queer panel. And it could definitely be longer and definitely be more involved. Yeah. I mean, there was just Who'd so have thought much. queer people like horror? Right. <laughs> there was standing room only. Yeah. Like people were very genuinely concerned that they were not going to get into this panel. Yeah. And it was and uh, but yeah, it was it was very interesting, and not uh, and not only the oh well, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to ask you if you found that true for the Comic Con one. No, you did. Too, you did a com- no. you did Comic Con last week, and then or the week before, and then we did no. Summer Scream. So not at all. The Queer Fear was empty. Queer Fear was not. It was not empty. Oh, it was okay. definitely like there were definitely people there, and the people who were there were the people who like you know like yeah. me who was like I'm, I need to be here to hear this conversation. And it was uh, it was a very fascinating conversation because they had it wasn't so much you know to kind of jump back to that Comic Con panel. It wasn't so much a conversation about. Uh, uh, the genre itself, but more about representation and what it and 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 ways in which we can access the representation. Like you know these these uh, these panels, they end up being more about the conversation of representation than they do about actual who is being represented, what stories are being told. In, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Th- Oh, sorry. No, finish. I was gonna say yeah. that that's and that's part of like the, the thing. It's like you can do that for any kind of queer X in this genre, but it just so happens that with horror, it's very interesting because like you know horror is it's so specific yeah. and there's already like you know queer people already live like a horrifying existence in in general. So to put these characters in a situation where that's gonna be even more amplified is is interesting in a way it it's interesting in how that will play out yeah i agree i loved michael Verratti's point about um to, to go back to the midsummer scream panel mm-hmm. lgbtq representation which again you're right was more about like how do we get queer voices in it rather than the interpretive mm-hmm. interpreting queerness in horror but i liked his point of saying you know queerness is the other but he, his whole thing about like you know more like people are like saying oh you know this movie's not for me this movie's not for me this movie's not for me or if like it has queer people in it or queer stars like suddenly it's not something that straight people can identify with but it's like queer people have spent their life watching horror films that or films in general but obviously we're talking about horror that's not content made culture, for them yeah. you know but still finding ways to relate to it and I mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool. You know, conversation because that's something you know. Obviously, we've talked a lot about in, in in this podcast is not necessarily is this a queer movie, but I'm as queer people when we watch it, we're 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 reading another subtext. You know, just like a woman watching something may read a different subtext from a man, or you know, people of color might read a different subtext. So we're we're finding meaning in in content that isn't necessarily being created for our our experiences. And I just thought that was really great. And I really liked his, um, if you're not here for diversity, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you're not here for, for, you know, uh, stories that tell, you know, the, the breadth of the human emotional experience of the human perspective, you know, across, then you just, you know, can, get out. There's the door. And I really appreciated that too. I, I took that away from, <laughs> cause I agree, you know, like I've said in the yeah. past in the, in the apocalypse, the races, there's no space for you. Come on, yeah, get out. Bye. Get out. <laughs> You'll be the first. To and go. also right now here in the, in 2018 and the dawn of the apocalypse, there's mm-hmm. also still not yeah. room for you. So anyway, so that, that panel overall was fantastic. Well, who else was on the panel? Joshua? So yeah. So we had, um, Rachel Foti. Yes. Is that how you, yeah? I, or Foti? I, I think we'll double down on Foti. Yeah. And then she can tell us. Yeah, she does an immersive experience in L.A. called the Count's Den. And I love the concept where you could, like, be a member of a club that's like a role-playing club where you go and you interact with characters. And she was talking about how they're expanding it and they're going to have a database. They're going to be able to, like 
yeah. you know, it'll be very Westworld, but yeah, like, each person but even, but it'll be human beings. So. Yeah. But the whole concept of being able to like, um, what's the word tailor the experience mm-hmm. to the subscriber and remembering how they interact and remembering, you know, their stories and being able to like use those. I just, I thought that was so cool. I am not personally interested. <laughs> I'm not a LARPer. Um, you know, uh, LARP uh, means live action role play for those who don't know. Thank you. This is the annotated edition of Fright School. Yes. It's LARP, L-A-R-P. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not really into that kind of thing. I'm not like, I, uh, this is why I'm not an actor. You know, I mean, I think I could probably do a musical, but I, I'm not interested in being other people. Joshua's <laughs> only here to be himself. That is right. I've worked very hard for it. Uh, although if somebody wants to put me in a horror movie, like I'm totally down for that. Of course, I would love to do a horror movie, but it's I'll not, put I mean, you it's in not my even, like, horror acting. movie five oh, minutes from now. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but the, the idea I thought was very neat, and I hope that people who love that kind of stuff can go there and have an, an incredible experience. Um, and then... I'm saving the best for last because I know that this this podcast this episode is just going to totally derail. Um, I'll be good. <laughs> so the last person on the panel was Miss Alaska Thunderfire. Hi. I got some jokes. Uh, <laughs> I just love the way she talks and just Alaska as a boy, which was great. That's true. Yeah, out um, of drag, and uh, you know, Alaska famously plays Hattie in the in the quiet room. Yes. And uh, she had some really great things to say. Uh, the one, the one moment, the one moment I will love is that when they took questions from the audience, and uh, this little girl who at the beginning of the panel told um, told uh, the guy next sitting next to me that the dog was going to pee a dog was going to pee on him, uh, <laughs> which oh. was interesting. That we may kept doing jokes about that the whole time. Uh, Alaska talked to uh, she asked uh, Alaska what role would she would love to play right in a movie in, in, a, or- in any movie. Movie, um, in and or out of in, drag. in or out of drag, and Alaska's line was very Alaska. It was just like, I want to play Selena Kyle in Batman Returns, where she just comes home and you know comes home into her apartment and just messes it up. And you know, yeah, after when she, yeah when she, after she becomes Catwoman, when she's like resurrected mm-hmm. by all the cats, and she comes back in, and she's like, honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And listens to her. She's drinking out of the milk carton, and she's all sloppy because you see you, mm-hmm. you've seen Batman Returns, ah, yes, right? I have. Okay, yeah. So you know, in the beginning, she comes; it's all nice and neat, but then she comes back, and just totally goes and insane, then, and you know, makes the place uh, like gets her leather coat and does whole things. Yes, and her mom's on the phone or something, and she's like, ah! yeah. Well, it's it. like a perfume or something. It's like, oh, like, boss! Like it's all about like seducing your boss or some mm-hmm, disgustingness. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I just love that. Yeah, that that was her answer. Like she just wants to be in that scene, like losing her shit and. I'm like I I agree. Great. Agree. I, 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 I would love to see that. I think that would I need be a, a shot great. for shot remake right now. Yeah. Put on YouTube. Um, I feel like I probably did do that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably did pretend to be a Catwoman occasionally, <laughs> or a Catwoman-like character. So we. So had, I identified with that. <laughs> so that was it. Was a really good panel. Yes, it was fantastic. And then they did a showing of it uh, afterwards, um, a screening in in the screening room where they showed a bunch of LGBT shorts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we waited in line for we. It was a very it was a very egalitarian weekend. It was very eclectic um, as shit. Yeah, it was very like one for Joshua, one for both of us, and then one for me. Uh, we true. went to the panel uh, celebrating the twenty five year twenty fifth year anniversary of Hocus Pocus. That's right. That's right. Which was a 
kind of a fascinating conversation because it had a lot of the creators there. Uh, you know, cis het white males. Uh, well, I mean, um, pretty much. And then I'm Thora assuming Birch. I'm assuming het uh, for sure. And then Thora Birch, you know, famous Thora Birch. And um, it was just fascinating how, like, how I think the only takeaway I took from it was that how much this movie has still continued to um, has become a part of the holiday in in specifically Halloween because you know horror movies you can watch year round but it's hocus pocus that you that becomes is a holiday movie holiday specific movie um which I thought was very interesting so yeah uh I would like to mention um that we did also stop by the Blumhouse booth in um in the exhibit hall, and I got to meet with the lovely Brennan. Um, shout out to him. He, he, uh, they were promoting the uh, Slashers podcast. Shockwaves. Uh, Shockwaves. Uh, yeah. Shockwaves, po- sorry. Shockwaves podcast. And then there's also another podcast coming out through Blumhouse called Attack of the Queer Wolf. Attack of the Queer Wolf. Which is going to be, I mean, oh. if you don't know, we love uh, queerness and horror. So that's going to come out too. So shout out to Brennan. I thought he's very, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I thought he's very adorable. And then he, yeah, had, he was. He, he was, was very, very sweet. Att- very sweet very attractive and he um and then he mentioned he had a boyfriend i'm like of course you do because you're so yeah, kind so of course. yeah <laughs> um, i did I pop back real quick to the hocus pocus mm-hmm. uh, panel because it was very interesting you know there was lots of good conversation i you know i don't know how i feel about hocus pocus i love bet midler <laughs> it's like i like the movie i don't i remember being out it was definitely not one of my like childhood like Hoke, love Hocus Pocus. So it was interesting to be in a room full of adults around my age who largely share all the same interests, mm-hmm. except for this movie. So being in there and people were like chanting and, you know, and they knew the trivia, they knew it and they were like into it and like applauding stuff that I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I was no doing idea. the backup vocals to I put a spell on you That's and true. Joshua was looking at me like, who the hell are you? No, I was just like, oh my gosh, they're going to come over t- in here and tell you to shut <laughs> up. Like we are the show, girl. We don't need any help from you. All right. Stay. They were putting that spell right on you, Joe. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to comment because it's like you know I I don't we'll, we'll probably never do a hocus pocus episode. So this is my opportunity not if I have anything about, to say about it <laughs> to talk about hocus pocus. Um, you know I do think it's aged well though. I mean it was on recently. I think on T. Well, not recently. It was probably yeah. last Disney Halloween. has a way of things making things feel timeless. So yeah, even, even if it's very much trapped in an. Era. And I loved hearing the stories about how they built the sets and they really built that house. Like it was a real like which is the the cottage. Mm-hmm. And listening to them all talk about walking onto the soundstage and being transported to another world was very very cool. And 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 I I agreed because they, they talked a lot about you know CGI is doing everything nowadays. And, you know, you're all on green screens and everything, you know, but this was so there were so many practical in camera effects. Yeah. And hearing them talk about like the wonders of that and the miseries of it, you know, being trapped for six hours on like the flying on the rig, the, on the rigs, yeah. you know, for the you know flying scenes and the brooms and whatnot. You know, I just I, I liked hearing all that because we are in a different world now where where so much happens by computer magic. It was neat yeah. to hear them, you know, talk about a very practical movie anyway so kind of quick rundown obviously you mentioned shockwaves and blumhouse that it was really cool meeting him uh the slashback 
Slashback video, video so, experience was neat. Which is interesting because um, Young David was there. Young David That's was right. there as part of the uh, Sam Weinman contingent. Lovely to see And Young he David. was telling me, uh, giving me the lowdown about Slashback. So what it is, is at the Mystic Museum, uh, Mystic Arts Museum in L.A., they're, they're going to have this exhibit that's going to run basically from September to the end of the year. And what it is is that you walk through a door and then you're transported to a... 80s your home your home uh style video shop hometown video shop but I love it. it is all horror and they're exhibiting like private collections of films that are trapped on video that you know will, for one reason or another will not be distributed or have not yet been distributed in um in uh, DVD, digital, form, digital yeah. format. So you have that. They're going to be doing screenings. They're also having artists come in and do um, throwback art of current films yeah. and also fake films. But yeah, so we we chatted with them. That's that's really cool. That's something that I definitely like would want to check out if we ever do a field trip. It was a neat experience. To yeah. Just just the sample of it. So I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We we should uh, travel up and see that. Where they're staging it? Where again? In the Mystic Arts Museum or the Mystic Museum in yeah. in um, L.A. Yeah. So we'll have to take a look at that. Definitely. And we should definitely uh, mm-hmm. definitely field trip it to that. <laughs> and uh, take a step back in time. Revisit my childhood. It'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> be fun for you, Joe. Uh, last thing that I will mention. We kind of had fun doing a like gender bender bingo kind of deal. So there was a ton of people that came to this event dressed up, obviously, again. Halloween in July. That's what we should call this episode. Um, Halloween in July at the Midsummer Scream. Title of app. Right. Um, market, market. Uh, obviously, tons of people were in costume. You know, full. There were people doing makeup there, so you could actually go and pay to get like all dressed up in like a costume and like professionally, you know, whatever. Yeah. made up. I watched this. I watched this little girl get turned into like a, a burned zombie man. Ugh, it, was, it was horrible. It was fascinating. <laughs> and wonderful. Fascinating, but. One of the really neat things is a lot of people came in like gender bent stuff. So, and you could see, we got a few photos of people you could see on, again, on our Instagram, we'll be posting over the next um, week or so. Uh, There was a woman dressed as Twisty the Clown, but like a female Twisty in like a really neat Mm -hmm. latex outfit. We saw a female Beetlejuice. We saw the male Lydia Dietzes. Yes, that couple. They they were so cute. They were so cute. So they came as uh, male Lydia Dietzes, and one was um, in the red wedding yeah. dress at the yeah. end. But not in a dress. They were dressed like as if she was a boy. Yeah. So like he had on like a red suit with like a red veil, which was really or a top hat with like, like a, a top hat a, with yeah, a veil. And yeah. then the other guy had um, this like kind of demi cape. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know the word demi cape. Yes. This like demi cape, wide brim hat, wide brim hat, and the and the um, the camera as well. Yeah, it was so good. And then I did see them again when we were waiting in line at Hocus Pocus because they were um, male. Jack. Uh, Jack and uh, Sally from yeah. Ni- uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And so, and he had this really cool, like, patchwork kind of suit that he wore yeah. that was very evocative of Sally. Like, it was so, those was guys were perfect. great. Perfect. They looked so great. Uh, so, that was a lot of fun, like, going around and kind of seeing people that were, you know, 
just flipping it because I mean I I, I I wasn't surprised by seeing women doing it but but seeing men do it I thought was really really awesome yeah. you know and, and, and kind of turning you know you know characters that we all know and love and like flipping it I, I just I thought that was really fun so check out again our Instagram we'll, we'll post some photos of uh, of the of the awesome people that we met yeah um, what else anything else we didn't watch a movie this week was not about a movie although Again, I love House of Thousand Corpses. We'll have to watch it. But oh, excuse me. God bless you, Joe. Oh my God, you're on fire now. I am. My throat. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it was really neat to meet them. So we'll have to watch House of Thousand Corpses soon and do an episode just so I can continue to talk. Oh my about God, the he wonders. texted me. He's like, I can't believe I didn't make you watch a thousand House of a Thousand Corpses. I know because we could have, you know. Anyways, whatever. But, yeah, overall, really fun experience. We definitely want to go back again. Maybe we'll even get a booth and uh, interview people, ask them to come and chat with us. Yeah, if you'd like to hear that, let us know. Yeah, and donate to us just by just giving us money. (laughs) Send us a money order. Uh, Anyways, anything else you want to say about the experience? Joshua, I had so much fun. I never thought in a million years that I would go to something like this, and I couldn't have... You know, I couldn't have asked for a better friend to go do it with. So, oh well, I appreciate that. Sap, sap, sap. I'm really glad that you came too, and it was a lot of fun and just a, a wild whirlwind of a weekend. So, anyways, that wraps up this fun field trip episode of Fright School. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. We're actually getting back to we're getting back to it for real, people. We're actually going to be releasing episodes. Yes, so exciting. This, this weekend revitalized us, so we are we have recommitted ourselves. <laughs> We have reconsecrated our we're, lives. We're back to, this. to the books. Yes, back to the movies. Anyways, you know, as always, listen, rate, subscribe, comment, all of that. Find us on uh, Facebook at Fright School. Find us on Instagram at Fright School. Find us on Twitter at Fright School. It's all the same content, but we need you to follow all of it. Email us at info at frightschool dot com. Yes, tell us how much you hate the show. Uh, no. <laughs> Just tell us Send how much you Send your cease and desist letters to yes. info at yes. Yes, 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 All right. Well, good night, Joe. Good night, Joshua. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 